Yeah, this is the Tavka cast. What, okay, so like what, what for some the whole and welcome. I, 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 what, what, I, I, what, what the whole and welcome? What was that? Was that? Hello if, and welcome. If someone to the came Tavka. into my house and that's the greeting I got, I would leave. Yes, but, but see. Think about, if someone came to your house and did the same greeting for like, what are we at now? 65? 66. 66. 66 times, you would, you would want to think about they... something new and maybe not get it at the last minute, you know? Or I'd All find right. it really endearing that they yeah, keep I, the trend I, going. Yeah, I, I would be like, wow, I'm so important to this person that they made sure to nail the greeting every time. Yes. Or you could change it up by like not wearing pants or anything like that. I mean, I'm pretty much never wearing pants. I, yeah, I, I, dude, I, I like I am... to keep it a mystery. <laughs> I never wear pants. Because oh, why? Actually, let me uh, let me make sure I clarify for the uh, the UK, European, any of uh, across the seas listeners. I'm not wearing trousers most of the time. Oh, oh, oh. oh. See, okay. because pants over there refers to underwear. Really. So I yeah. am wearing pants right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Trousers is, is really I still want to keep it a mystery. On. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, great. You added to the conversation there, George. Well, yeah, no, it's like, which layer is it? It's mystery. It is a mystery. One, one of the layers is gone. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm thinking about Shrek every time I think about layers, and that's never a good thing to think about. Man, these, these I've been trying to program myself not to do that and every time layers is said somebody <laughs> brings it up again oh i've gotten to a point where i don't automatically think that and somebody always has to bring it up and it's conditioning me backwards again let's talk about video games oh, a long time ago this is, ta- this is about a game uh george showed me this this uh, gameplay of a game boy color shrek fighting game <laughs> And the Great. last time I went to a like a retro game store, I told the guy about it, and he said, "Let me see if we have it." Oh, we do. We have three copies of it. Here, take one. And he gave it to me for free. It's it's it had a, wow. it was something like the Shrek Swamp Scuffle. I I got it right over here. Hang on. This is you could edit sounds of me shuffling papers in here if you want. It's no, called, you can just actually shuffle some oh. papers. It's called. There you go. See. It's called Shrek Fairy Tale Freakdown. Freakdown. Wow. That's exactly what I remembered. Freakdown. I gotta look at this now. I think there's only like two characters, and it's Shrek and Donkey. I I don't want to know. Do you have a Game Boy? Can you try it out? I do, but I don't have any double A's. Oh. Oh, uh, those were those were the days having to buy double A's all the time during those days. I mean, you didn't even have to buy the game, so yeah, I'd right. say you should you should be pretty willing to show oh, out. Oh no, for- I do have two double A's. I don't want to oh, waste. Shoot. I don't want to waste time on this. So you know, why don't you guys talk about something while I work is, on this? Is this what you're going to be doing after the podcast? Is having a long. Fulfilling night with Shrek fairy tale freak down. <laughs> hey. Be sure to head over to youtube.com slash Pandora's cartridge for a review of Shrek yeah. fairy tale oh. freak tale. Oh, hey guys, yeah. I'm Scribble Scrabble. Yeah, we didn't introduce any of ourselves, did we? George I, was just like, oh, hey. And we were like, wow, that was a stupid intro. And then we missed all the intros. To, to yeah. be fair, though, it was pretty funny, right? Right, guys? Right? It was right? pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. yeah. <laughs> Shrek oh, the Jimmy. musical Freak Flag. That's, that's <laughs> what's coming up for me. Okay, so. so the first thing that the, 
the menu comes up, it has a American. You have to choose your language, and there's American, and then there's English. Uh, wow. wow. Does that so? Does all that modify is what they call pants or trousers? I, you know, there's only one way to find out. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. Okay, see you guys. No, please don't leave. Oh God. Oh man. I can't even freak down. I don't know no, if I can if I can top that. Jimmy, you played the Battlefront beta, right? I did. In in according to what I saw on Twitter for at least day one, you thought it you you were having a good time with a good game. Yeah, I think you're a jaded cynical reviewer who's oh, played too many gosh. FPSs. Oh okay. I love that game. <laughs> that I, game was a great time. I uh I played it too, and I I agree. Like it left me wanting more of it, which is exactly what it should have done. Uh, yeah, know, it wanted me to be like, I want to do this, or I want to try this, and yeah. As a as a beta, the waves mode definitely left me like, it, it was like the taste test, and I was like, I want to play more. Mm -hmm. Give me a harder difficulty. Let me use more weapons. Let me fight uh, Jar Jar at the end. <laughs> let me just fight Jar Jar the whole time. <laughs> um, but I I realized some things about it. Okay, first of all, haven't played an FPS in a long time, so I'm not as sick of standard FPSs. Never played a Battlefield game, so, oh. like, I'm not, you know, conditioned to like it or dislike it or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of my first experience with, with DICE's FPS games. Mm -hmm. um, but the biggest and most important thing that I figured out after playing three days of it was that the Star Wars was good. The Star Wars was very good. In fact, the Star Wars was the most Star Wars I've ever felt at any time other than watching the, the original trilogy. Really? And, yeah. Well, like, how, how do you, like, uh, rate what, how, how much Star Wars the Star Wars is? I mean, I'm, like, <sighs> I played it too, and I know exactly what he's talking about. It's like, really hard to quantify unless you're, like, a Star Wars fan. Like, if you're not a Star Wars fan, I'm not going to say this is going to make you a Star Wars fan, but if you are a Star Wars fan, this hits all the right spots, you yeah, know? Like, the explosions look Star Wars-y. Yeah. Like, the the ATATs even kind of look, like, cheap metal, like, model-ish. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, they really did a good job of making it look... Not like a bunch of Star Wars things in a game, but a, an actual Star Wars thing. Yeah, that's so weird for me to like hear, though, because like like for for much, if not most of my childhood, I was playing Star Wars game after Star Wars game. And from from a while, from like the late 90s to the mid 2000s, it was just there, there were many of them coming out every year. Yeah, and it's it's happened so many other times before that I, I like don't even feel it anymore. I've played probably as many. I I played all kinds of Star Wars games. I even played that that uh, Age of Empires direct like copy paste with a Star oh, yeah. Wars reskin, uh, Galactic Battlegrounds. Yeah, that, that game's actually, awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. that game. It's great. Um, I don't know with with Battlefront though. It just like. It, I think it, I liked it when I first started playing, and then I, it like dawned on me how much I liked it at the end of the demo cycle when people started to figure out how to play Hoth as the Rebels, because day one, <laughs> it was just the Empire wins everything. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. And me and Matt never figured that out. 
Yeah. See, it, it does, and it does feel different from the other Battlefront games. Like, yeah, yeah, it, but it still feels like Battlefront. Yeah. Like George, you were talking about like the like laser precise shooting and the like slow moving projectiles and like that's that's always been Battlefront, and so it just feels right at home for me. It, like, I don't know, I like it a lot. I've played like over a hundred hours of Battlefront Three, and I can also say that it's not just a reskin of a Battlefield game. Like, hmm. it's it is, not. It is its own thing. Yeah, Battlefield has a prone button. Uh, well, the the thing is, like, I've played a lot of Battlefield games because I, I really do like them. Um, this doesn't really feel like a Battlefield game because of the way how the guns work. And, and, and when we first started playing, George, you saw my KD. I was horrible. I just didn't understand what was going on in the beginning. And I was like, okay, oh, this is the way the guns work. It's it, There's no bullet drop. It just goes straight ahead. Oh, it's slow moving. Oh, it, you just, after a while, it kind of just clicked, especially when we were playing on that very, very tiny map that was Solist. not really balanced. Oh, Solist. Yeah. yeah it, it, not really balanced at all. Um, but once we got used to it, once we had equal players on each team i don't know us communicating and defeating like everybody there as as long as they're not you know like playing stupid like being spread apart there's some strategy there which i kind of enjoyed now i enjoyed it for what it was i i felt like the imbalance ruined my experience sometimes um and which which they said they were fixing like the the walkers and everything being easy to kill and I don't know like I guess it's a lot of it's just people not very being very used to the game yet but I I think that's a big part of it because like I said day I guess it was day two was the first time I got a rebel win on Hoth and I was like absolutely shocked and I was you know like so happy and it was so cool and then by I think I think it was a four day demo by day four like. It was just 50-50. Like, every game I was in, Rebels or Empire, it would just be a 50% chance of winning. Because people started to understand, like, oh, your air vehicles are actually very important, and you have to use them in the right situations. If you do this, this, and this... Right? Yeah. No, not in Kamikaze. That's because that's all I was getting. Just Kamikaze. Boom, boom. Straight up into my walker every time I got it. I was like, okay, this game is is great. If they're doing that, they're... (laughs) They're losing out on some important. Yeah, you just use your fucking torpedoes. That, that's it has the, torpedoes. That's one of the things that I really liked about uh, the Battlefront is uh, where in Battlefield it would just be get in a jet because jets. Yeah, yeah um, you can or, fight people in a different place. Yeah, uh, but in this one, it's like you need to have air. Con- well, like for Hoth, um, for people that don't know, the rebels are trying to. Uh, request help from uh, Y-Wings to come and bomb the AT-ATs uh, okay, before okay. the AT-ATs get to a point. This is yeah. the thing I never really understood, though. You go and, and capture the objective, which enables Y-Wings to bomb... And, and I like never got if the Y-Wings were automated or if they had to have players in them. And no, also no, the they're whole automated. Co- God. Well, yeah, thanks for making it so clear, game. Also, the other thing is is where the spawns for the vehicle pickups are. Like, that's one thing I never figured out the whole way through. In Battlefield, it's super easy to find where the jets are. They're on the runways mm-hmm. or the carriers. You just look in the map. And, they're yeah. je- and in Battlefront, they're hovering icons floating on, like, like you, you could put them on yeah. top of a table or a chair if you wanted. <laughs> I 
And and I never really you know, got a good rhythm between like find, as rebel finding the objective, ta- capturing it, then running to, to the vehicle spawn. Yeah, it's supposed to be random. I will agree with uh, with George where the explanation was a bit funky for what the rebels needed to do because there was a lot of trial and error for me and my friends when we were playing. It's kind of right. like, oh well, the Y wings will come and bomb them. But the game still wants you to shoot at them when their shields are down, and like that's never really told, or like there, there's still some missing things in there for it, and that's I think why the Empire won a lot of the time. The, the way I, I look at the Empire and Rebels on Hoth is that the Empire is like, oh gosh, what's a game that we all know, like a fighting game or a competitive game of some sort? Uh, I play Tekken. Do we all play Tekken? Do you, will you guys understand Street Fighter stuff? Because like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. The, the, the yeah. Empire is like Ryu, where like, very easy to play and Just point and shoot at the top up. of the hill. Well, yeah, like it's very easy to play <laughs> right off the bat. Like you can understand it's very basic. There's not a lot of like super complex stuff, but it does the job just as good as any other character. And, uh, the rebels are more like evil Ryu, where it's like <laughs> your your strengths of your character come out from like a very weird specific thing. But once you learn them, you can easily go toe to toe with a Ryu. Yeah. But if you don't know them, then you're gonna get your ass kicked. And I feel like that's what they are. Like same skill ceiling, but the Empire had a very much lower skill skill floor that you can break into really easy because it's just like get in big things and shoot guys. And the rebels have a much more specific objective. So, unlike a fighting game, though, you can't choose your your quote unquote character, which in this case would be the team. Also, right, like, yeah. what about the spawn system? How how can you guys forgive <laughs> okay. the way this game handles spawn? No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's it's it's, a, it's an there's, atrotity. There's still plenty of things I didn't like. <laughs> I I do not understand how they had a beta without a map, like to show you where you would go or like show you how the like what's happening on the battlefield because both battlefront and battlefield whenever you respawn you get a big old map that yeah. says like here's where things are here's where you can spawn in this one it was just oh no screen swipe now you're here the partner and system is horrible too i agree with the map i don't agree with the spawns i think they're fine but like even in the old battlefront you could choose between like the spawns that you had and like uh, that added uh, albeit a small one it added some degree of like tactics to it where you know if one was being bombarded you might uh, be better off to spawn in a place that's a little bit further away so you can flank him like no, later in this, on. you spawn right into like heat of this yeah. getting some guy just right behind it's you really shooting. Bad. There's, when you're there's at, been the the rebels on like the the last third of the run. There's like the, no that, cover that anywhere you spawn. Yeah, there, there's been like I think it was at least three times that I spawned in as a rebel, and I kid you not, like immediately I got killed by an ATST that was just walking past. And the first just, like, two okay. checkpoints. The first two checkpoints where the spawns, I think, were fine. I only had, like, one or two times where it's like, oh, no, I'm dying immediately, but that's just because they have full map control right now and our team is fucking up real bad. But the third point, I will agree, you literally just spawn, like, on the side of a hill in range of the AT-AT walker. Yes. So, like, yeah. It's For the most tough. part, though, no problems with the spawns from me. Um, I... I 
I enjoyed it. Like, I think I enjoyed it more is because I was playing it with George. And it was just like, you know, when you're playing games with people, it's a little bit different than when you're playing by yourself. I don't know if it's that game where I'll buy it, even though I might play with myself the majority of the time. I mean, it is beta. And, of course, betas, you, you have a certain experience with those. But I don't know if I played... The, the the I don't know the, the right I, I didn't get the right vibes I was like I'm gonna spend sixty dollars on day one and I'm gonna play this game like crazy. Those are the vibes oh, they want you to have. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't get that either. But that's because I don't think there was enough in the beta to like. Yeah, give right. That. The, well, the game is, modes are only two, and it, it you know there could be a game mode that for each. Like, yeah, that, so, that was my biggest problem. It, what, I I think it's fine. I think the game's gonna do fine. I just don't think there's enough there to really appeal to more hardcore markets. Yeah, like, like it's like, it's super simple. It, it looks amazing and and feels it feels good. It's just we I can't say it's unpolished, but it still feels skimpy and rushed out in a way. Because of just just how lightweight of an experience it is, I'm I'm really interested to see how other maps play on the same like yeah. Hoth yeah. game. Because I mean, there's no th- that can't be all of them. Like, are is there still going to be like point to point conquest? Like, I'm or is it all sure. going to be like some kind of ulterior objective? I would imagine if there was a point to point conquest, they would have put that in the beta that was but, released to change opinions and impress people about this game. Well, I I mean maybe there are the thing is they could they could have a a game making mode that basically everyone plays. There's always that mode that everyone plays, right? Um mm-hmm. you know, one or yeah, two. Like, and I like and it Galactic may not Conquest have been in a beta. <laughs> You know, say I know that's being very optimist, but like it's not like I'm gonna buy the game anyway. But I, it wasn't necessarily a bad game. I just feel like I didn't play enough of it for me to be like, yeah, I really enjoy this game. On Ex- well, exactly, here's, I had a f- quick fun time with it, and I yeah. want to see more. But I don't want to see you know more for sixty dollars. No. Here's the thing. I think I am once again the only defender of this idea. Uh, as I was with Splatoon and with Mario Maker, but like, if I had not been forced to play either Celeste or Hoth and decided to go with Hoth because I enjoyed it more, and then like I would not have realized after four days that oh, Hoth is completely balanced, and I was <laughs> just playing bad the whole time as the rebels. Mm-hmm. But if they had given me the option of like five more modes, I would have been like. Celis is dumb, Hoth is imbalanced, uh, whatever your other shit map is shit, just gonna play classic Battlefront, and, you know, at least 25% of their game is good, and I would have thought that the rest is shit. Mm. However, having more time to kind of be focused on just one thing, I was able to to surmise that, no, Hoth is not shit. In fact, I will say that this is the only time I've ever enjoyed playing on Hoth I, I was, in any game I was about ever. to ask, how does it compare to the old Hoth? Uh, just better in every fucking way. Yeah. Just so much better. But, but, because this is finally the Hoth that's not like, hey guys, you know the thing with the snow speeders? They shoot out the cable. That was in the movie, right? You like that movie. Let's do that. It's like, <laughs> it's just like a cool battle. Also, that's at like the last phase if it gets there. And it's really fucking hard. So it's like better just to like learn how to be a ground soldier or like get in an X-wing or something, you know. But uh, one thing about the thing that you're saying, where it's like 
by consistently playing a map over and over, you learn like all the ins and outs of it. Um, as someone who's played a lot of Battlefield, uh, what you you'll eventually like get to know your guns really well, and your skill will grow through that as opposed to like uh, Splat- well, Splatoon doesn't have a rotating uh, like gun system, but like on mm. like old school like Quake or Halo, mm-hmm. um, where you know the guns would change depending on the map. It's like, mm-hmm. that's certainly believable. It's like, yeah, then uh, rotating him like that will definitely have that impression. But once you get the feel of a certain gun, you can pretty much use that to your advantage as you keep mm-hmm. playing. So, like, yeah. where I see where as you're coming from, like, you also said, like, this is your first FPS in a long time. So it's like, that, there's another aspect to it that you might not be aware of. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, I'm just saying, like conceptually like barring some content for a timed period to kind of coax players to pay more attention to the stuff that is already very fleshed out to begin with i have never had a problem with and a lot of people don't like it but i think that it just increased my experience however i do agree with all you guys that i'm not gonna buy it for 60 bucks (laughs) and i'm definitely not gonna fucking pay for dlc maps because Forget that noise. For fucking Battlefront standards, this thing should be launching with like twenty maps, yeah. and we're getting like eight. I, well, and, no, no, no. Wait, hold on. We're, we're getting more than eight. And well, like, when did they announce that? People have been telling me this, but all I've seen everywhere is that it's four worlds and two maps per world. I, I, I've heard twelve maps. That's, That's not, not that much better. That, but I mean. I'd rather have a smaller number with, like, well-constructed, you know, layouts. Like, there are maps in Battlefield 3 that are still, like, amazing uh, because Mm. of the way that they're laid out. And I'd rather have that. And, like, I mean, as much as I love Battlefront 2, as much as I love it, there are some maps that are completely shitty because... Yeah, but uh, Battlefront 1 had more maps and more of them were good. (laughs) Which one I mean, had the better Hoffman? <laughs> uh, I mean, they they were pretty much identical, and they both sucked, in my opinion, because yeah. everybody likes that map, so I can't fucking step on any toes. Um, did did, what was I did say? we? Oh, okay. Here's the thing, though. If they were tw- if there were twelve Hoth maps in this battlefront, that I'm saying would like be terrible. like not on Hoth. If you let me finish my fucking sentence. <laughs> They're all on different planets. They all have different ideas behind them, but they all play out like this big, epic, multi-stage war. Then I'd be fine with it. But one of the maps is Celest, for sure. And, it's, and Celest is kind of a piece of shit, because it, it's, it's just like... Capture the hill. It, it's just it's just King, some King rocks. The, yeah. it, it's, like, like, it's cool, it's pretty, they, they, I enjoy it, but it's not... It's like a very throwaway map. Very pretty rocks. And if you look yeah, up, it's got there's some lava. an automated space battle happening. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember the first time I played that map, and I was like, oh, can I get up there? And then I realized I couldn't, yeah, and I was pretty sad. You're basically playing, like, good graphics Quake. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the sand people in Tatooine? No. I oh, no, I, I only played that mode twice, because oh. there's very limited. Yeah, it really, it really is. You 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 can see them. Yeah yeah. There's like uh, one on a cliff, and if you like zoom into him, he'll do the like he'll raise his gun and go like. <laughs> I really really wish. I I think I said this last week, but I really freaking wish they had a multiplayer mode on that map because that map feels like it might be the right balance of having to have 
a a uh, long distance like lead the target gunfight while also having lots of cover at any stages of it because you, got uh, you, you mean like a multiplayer like versus Tatooine, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. see like here's the okay. thing we don't i was like it you, it is multiplayer we, like, friends like, on. we don't know if there won't be yet yeah like that's that's the thing that's so aggravating about this it's it's like we're we're all forming an opinion that's the same where it's like right now sixty dollars no but we've played so little of it mm-hmm. that like you know we're we're basically trying to tackle a problem by shooting spitwads at a tank and it's just like eh, that's not that's not gonna work no you gotta use your your grabber cables <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah that's we're trying to tackle a ATAT walker with just the wire yeah. Also, uh, what have you been playing, George? Yeah, have we have we been playing anything other than Star Wars? I've been playing um, more Bloodborne, going back through with a different build to nice. get to get ready for the DLC. The and I'm learning, and I and I'm learning so much more about the game, like playing as a completely different character. And oh man, I, I'm really loving it. Is 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 this your first time through? Or, no, uh, this is my this is my third time. Okay, because because I feel like I might have seen everything there is halfway through my third run, mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering. Like I've al- I've also been thinking about picking it back up again to get ready for the DLC, but I also don't know really like what level my character should be at, or if I can just dive right into it right away, or if I can just load up at a save game and rush straight to it. Right. And like with the thing about with FromSoft games is like you're not going to know until it comes out. No, no. I really yeah. wish they would let us know ahead of time. So I don't know. I guess the, the way to optimize it would be to go through again, but make copies of your save game every few hours. Gosh, <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds like fun because the DLC for Dark Souls one was fucking excellent. It was like seriously some of my favorite levels in the whole game. Dark Souls 2 had really good DLC too. I have not played that one and I'm wondering how they did it in that one though because in Dark Souls 1 you can outlevel the DLC just by like well not it's it's built for for end game players like you basically have your save game right before the final boss and then go do it but if you use up your save game and start a new game plus you're kind of screwed if you want to do the dlc because then you have to work your way all the way back through it all over again yeah so i guess i'm i'm wondering if i should try to find a save closest to the final boss battle and use that guy i i would say like go halfway with a new character and then stop that that way you're kind of you know close to all of it you know if it's like in game you can just beat the game but if it's you know not in game then I, you're I, not I mean I, I loved Bloodborne but I don't know if I want to go through with that blood vial farming again <laughs> yeah well is that, is that know, still a problem do they ever find a way to patch it or something to like increase the drop rate in the earlier areas for them I have never uh well, okay, I'm not going to say never, because that's not true, but with this recent run-through that I started uh, at the in the middle of last month, uh, I haven't had any problems, any severe problems with uh, blood vials. Well, you also know what you're doing, because it's your second <laughs> right. or third time through, and the first time when I didn't know what I was doing, a lot of, of hours were spent just, just hacking away. So- 
So for... explain to the people who don't know, you're, you're you're farming vows to like fight a boss or something like that, and you need yeah, like right, a right. full ten. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're, you're farming healing items. Yeah, uh, that you can buy for a stupidly high price, or the enemies will just drop them. Um, right, and they it's it's repetitive and annoying. Yeah, but. But like I said, I haven't had a problem. I have noticed that the drop numbers have been higher. The drop rates huh. necessarily haven't. Like, I've been consistently picking up three or four at a time. So, wow, that is a lot. I think the most I ever got at a time playing it back during launch was two. And Because mm -hmm. I, I, I would feel great if I got two. I would be like, oh, jackpot. Yeah, like, oh, we did it. We you turn it. around and you Yay. high five your your team your your blood man you're you're, you're in a room by yourself <laughs> you're high fiving your cat <laughs> too real but yeah i'm really really looking forward to dlc for some reason this year you got witcher dlc we got bloodborne dlc and and they seem like the right kind of dlc mm. like like big expansions and and I really should play Dark Souls two someday and do that DLC, but it's fine. I, it's fine. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's, it got it's, really great re great reviews though, like on on the DLC reviews. Yeah, but you also have to play Dark Souls two, and it's like, why not just play through Dark Souls one again? What, what about the Scholar of the First Sin, the the Dark Souls two a good game edition? I I haven't played that one, so I don't know. Because I think that's what I'm gonna do. It it'll drop in price. I hope. I I pray and grasp my palms together and and want it to to be cheap soon. I don't understand why they didn't give current customers a cheaper. What they did, I think. Well, whatever. Um um, Matt, what have you been playing? I I have been going through the Fallout series and really oh where I've, are you at where are you at where are you at Fallout three so you I did follow. skip the tactics I I skipped those two because I had issues with running on Windows ten so I'm gonna go back to it I'm gonna go back to it after I finish New Vegas and mm. if I have time before four <laughs> um so I won't end at four I'll just do the the other crappy ones later you know. <laughs> Um, but I just went straight to Fallout 3, uh, and, uh, I played this game when I was, I, I call myself a kid, but you know, I, I was a lot younger at the time. This is one of my first open world games I played. And this spawned me going into like a, a coma playing Oblivion, um, game of year edition and, and loving it. But Fallout 3, um, I don't remember a lot of it. I don't remember you, a lot you, of it at all. And, are you um, playing vanilla or with mods? V v vanilla, vanilla. Because when you're doing a review, you should never <laughs> play with mods. No, it's fine. Because your because your experience is a lot different if no, you're playing no, with it's... mods. It changes like the whole well, game. Well, then you can review the mods. Like I, back in the day, <laughs> way before the mods. Oh, yeah, back yeah. in the day, he no, says as he back blows in the up day... his floppy disks. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, before the bunny hops, I, I played a Fallout 3 mod called Fallout 3 Wanderers Edition that was absolutely incredible and, and completely like turned it into one of the most amazing gameplay experiences. And, and I just like, like, I would feel cheated if I would not be allowed to have fun for my own sake and keep myself sane 
And what changed? What what was so good about it? That oh, it changed? a lot of things. Um, well, of difficulty and balance and, and economy changed, but the, the big thing that was totally the deal breaker for me that impressed me so much is how they changed the fast travel system, where you have to maintain and refuel a motorcycle that is parked by wherever you fast travel. And basically every time you use fast travel, you have to walk up to this motorcycle, activate it, and then spin currency, which are parts and fuel for this motorcycle, which uh, made you travel around every area in the game with a plan. You, you always had to have a route to get back to your car and escape if something goes wrong, which was super duper immersive. And it also gave meaning to the junk items scattered everywhere which Bethesda had not yet at that time figured out, it, it seems. And you might be noticing that there's crafting recipes, but it's a super weird, lightweight system before every single thing under the sun had crafting systems. So there's uh, not a whole lot to do with all the trash in the world until you install this mod and suddenly it has a purpose. And that is you can use it for refining fuel and repairing the motorcycle. Like like all the scrap metal you see everywhere is is good for something now. It's it, it, it's it 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 reminds me of, of Fallout Two with the car and everything like that. So yeah, you, yeah, you would it's, drive it's, and get random like it, little you, battles. You also had to maintain um fuel cells for that, didn't you? Like it used up an yeah. in-game resource every time you use that thing for fast travel. And I think that's a great compromise for a fast travel system. You you also have caravans in this mod who will fast travel you across the map for a fee or you can do it yourself for free but have to maintain and um well basically that's, use that's a different kind of currency that, that's interesting because like there's a lot of man see mods mods are they change the entire game like you can totally have a different experience if you install stuff like that because there's there's certain situations especially in fallout 3 where you can see like the balance kind of goes out the window because maybe you completed a little bit more side quests than mm -hmm. the game thought you would and now you're just blasting the heads off everyone and everyone just it, it means nothing unless uh, yeah. it's a bethesda game where everything levels up equally Oh, oh, is it? I don't know. It's for some reason everything's a lot, a lot yeah, easier they, now. All of a sudden, they, they did that after Morrowind. That's when they started. Uh, Fallout ah. Three and um, New Vegas are a lot better about it, though. Skyrim's mm. kind of wonky, but it didn't have the glass armor bandits problem that Oblivion did. That was so famous. Where, where you just the more things in the world you kill the more fancily equipped the lowest level bad guys have. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't universal. Some things had, uh, like, some things leveled up, but the way that stat bonuses worked for you in Oblivion would put you at a position to be, like, you slowly gain headway on things that are above your level. For example, Umbra. Oh, yeah, I remember... I remember Umbra being the main sword for about half the game when I was going through it. Well, I mean the the character of Umbra before, like that you get the sword from. She's, uh, I think she's default twenty levels higher than you. So, like, if you kill her at level three, which I did by accident when I discovered her by accident, um, it's gonna take a very long time, which it did. But if you discover her when you're like level fifteen or something, and you have a bunch of, you know, you maybe maxed out your blade skill or whatever mm -hmm. like it's going to be a lot easier of a fight just because your stat bonuses kind of throw the balance a little bit yeah there's always been like a pool that it pulls from 
where it's yeah. like, you know, when you're if you're 15, you'll get this range to this range. So, I mean, every once in a while, you'll still, like, you'll find an easy one or a hard one. That still kind of keeps it fresh. Yeah, it's, it's just, like, it's so weird. I remember when I was a kid, I loved Oblivion, but everyone, like, really hates the leveling system in that, and when I've gone back and tried to play it, it just wasn't as easy as it was when i was like a 16 year old babby mm. but it, it, it anyways i don't know i mean it, how how does vanilla fallout feel because i it feels really scared of are you sure because i remember yeah. it like moved wonky are you sure i had to i are you sure it's fine <laughs> well yeah i've been having a decent time i guess because i just don't go out of my way to use mods all the time. Um, that just means uh, you don't know how good it can get. That's yeah, true. I, I, I guess so. It changes the game. Like I was saying, I, I'm pretty sure it changes the game radically. But like, I just go through it, and and it's it seems fine to me. I've been enjoying myself. Yeah, I, I would say the only thing that I could didn't really like too much was. Um, the main story was kind of I don't know it was kind of lacking a bit. Um, in it starts off like, really good though. Like that's yeah. my favorite thing about Fallout Three is the main story quest. The first few hours of it where you uh, um, are trying to track down your dad and then you <laughs> just trails you, off after that. Yeah, unless you go to the vault and accidentally skip all that. <laughs> but if you're playing it legitimately, you're not going to do that. Like if no, you act uh, as much as an idiot as they want you to. I I was wandering around and that happened and like just half the game I missed and it was stupid. But yeah, but it is fun. The detec- the detectivey part. Remember yeah, I, when you yeah. go to the VR and and it's the yeah. Cheery, There's not many uh, moments like that, and that's sad. Yeah. Yeah, like that's the part you can just walk into. I think like, I remember things that. trailing off after there. Mm-hmm. And and I remember Little Lamplight. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Like it's almost as if if not better, like as good a main quest as New Vegas. Like oh. it's Oh. I thought you were saying that New Vegas was like the best thing oh, since no, sliced don't bread. Get, it totally is, but Fallout oh, okay. Three still has a really, really fun main quest. New Vegas's main quest is structured entirely d- different. It like bifurcates into a jillion little side quests that I, I love that. that. Uh, I I just yeah, love that. Like when you go to help Little Lamplight, and then there's a random guy in there. Is like, oh, can you can you please take me to Big Town? You take him to Big Town. Then another quest. Oh, the Super Mutants has took took Sally and Jimmy. And then you have to go and find Sally and Jimmy. And then from that, they're like talking about some hidden base that they have, and you take them back. And they're like, oh, they're gonna just like it. Just keeps going. It just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And I I I I kind of miss that. I kind of I kind of miss the Bethesda games. I haven't played played one seriously since uh, Skyrim, and I, I, I didn't I didn't like well, Skyrim so, so much. You only got a month. Mm-hmm. You only got yeah. a month to wait. I, I got I, I got it, this. It, don't worry. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like you're gonna be spending that money on Battlefront. So no, so, so. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, there's probably no. hundreds of hours of content to be had not in Battlefront. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so we are going to take a quick break. We're going to drink and go to the bathroom and come right back with uh, some of our news talk. We'll yeah. be we'll be we'll be back then. 
Say you're going to buy a CD player and you're thinking. <laughs> But then you hear about the next generation CD player. It's called CDI and it works with your TV to bring you the ultimate in movies, games, and family entertainment. Awesome. Awesome is right. Awesome sound, awesome pictures, awesome choices. CDI, tell a friend. CDI, kid, huh? Now get into CDI, starting at $2.99 with $200 of free software. Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. That's better. That's, that's better. so much better. During the commercial break, we've all turned into robots. <laughs> Wait, no, you guys read that, that sensationalist crazy headline yesterday about aliens, right? What? Yeah, I was actually just reading that during the break, trying to find a fucking picture. It's, it's the one about the superstructure. Yeah, one. yeah. They basically yeah. have found light fluctuations in a distant star. That, that wobble at a very irregular rate as if a giant megastructure is moving in and out of the path of this star's light. Yeah. So, so you know, yeah, yeah, it's probably not true, but... But we're getting but closer to Asari's. If, if they're aliens, they're probably giant robots building megaspheres... In, in their <laughs> megaspheres. Yeah. Because aliens only know how to build things in sphere-shaped... That's yeah. why pe that's why nerds are afraid of things that are balls. <laughs> Basketballs, oh. no. <laughs> oh. Good joke, Scrib. Or yeah. should I say scrub? Oh, oh no! Oh no! no, Jimmy! Speaking oh. of being afraid of things, a popular horror movie franchise <laughs> is creating a video game spin-off. <laughs> you actually did TOVG become a robot just now. Oh, you wow. E-popular. What, what was that flying and crashing into the ground? Oh, it was the Segway. It was oh. the quality of the show. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Is, is this like an Until Dawn thing? Like, oh, they saw Until Dawn. Let's totally make Friday the 13th. I don't know. Maybe for some reason, late last year, everyone wanted to make teen slasher flicks into video games. There's going to be a Friday the 13th game. If you remember a... um earlier a synchronous multiplayer project where a killer chased after teenagers who'd got naked and tried to have sex with each other but couldn't hang, it was called hang on. yes 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 what was that word that you used a synchronous I, I don't i've never heard anyone say it out loud i've only read it <laughs> asynchronous asynchronous now okay, when I picture I, that, I'm, I'm imagining sorry, I really a just didn't I really didn't know what word you said. I was very confused. Okay. Sorry, it's back a synchronous multiplayer yes. experience <laughs> in which one player controls Jason Voorhees and the others are, are camp counselors who have to escape his his cheap thrills. Um this is being made by a developer called Gun, who recently made an iOS game called Breach and Clear. It is uh formed by a lot of AAA employees who have decades of combined experience between like the big Western publishers like EA, Activision, Audis, Microsoft, whatnot. They are heavily collaborating with the original filmmakers and including the actor who played Jason, apparently. And, yeah, yeah. And, and also Adam Sessler is doing Kickstarter videos now. This seems legit, except sure. for for the team behind it. They don't have a whole lot behind their belt is this actual team like it is actual game developers who have long storied careers making games but mm. the only other project is something i've never heard of which is called breach and clear for ios which apparently did well but 
I don't, mm. I don't know. Uh, that's not really that's not really our jam, is it? It's like whatever. Yeah. I don't even own a phone. The, the, take that, <laughs> the man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Friday the Thirteenth game. Just for that reason, it was like yeah, no Scrib phone. got you. <laughs> don't fund this game. Scrib already got him. So this got is him. um a Kickstarter campaign. They have acquired the license to the film. They want lots of money to make it polished and good, though. They are asking for seven hundred thousand dollars. And this is, you know, not to be confused with Until Dawn, which is a single player game, a telltale like mm-hmm. that's a teen slasher movie. No, nor nor either to be confused with a unrelated but very similar Kickstarter project called Last Year, which was funded last year for one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> um, and it's the same concept. It's just a much, much, much shadier pitch because they don't really have a lot to show for it, nor have many, many names on the page to uh, to, to really to really boost your confidence in the project. Point is, I don't know if you like watching teenagers getting killed. That's fucked no, up. I know I do. You're being taken care. <laughs> to be fair, we did watch. We did spend our night after SGC watching Dorm of the Dead. Uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. We talked about it on the... Wait. No, no, yeah, no. You guys watch porn together. We all know. Come on. It's it wasn't, not, it wasn't porn. porn. This <laughs> Dorm of this the Dead. Last year. Porn is way more competent than this movie could ever be. Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, Jimmy. This, uh, this last year Kickstarter looks dumb. Yeah, it's... It, I mean, okay. It, 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 looks, it looks cool. It looks cool for some reasons, but some... And by some, I mean most of the rest of it looks dumb. What about and a I can Rambo see what 6? you mean by shady. Well, like what? a Rambo 6 um, version of... Tom Clancy's Rambo 6? Tom Clancy's last year. What about that? Would you play that? Well, the, the idea look- is kind it, of similar. Like, like Ace... Yeah, no, the idea the is fine. I'm saying, I'm saying a lot right. of this artwork and their choices on things that they want to show off are very weird. But moving on, because that's not important because we're not talking about that. We're talking about the other one. Which doesn't look shady. Yeah, no, it, has... it looks legit. The the Friday the Thirteenth games happening. I mean, this this seems like one of those high profile Kickstarter projects that might be fine whether it gets funded or not. They they have a big long list of stretch goals, and you can see only the first one, and it's make the game for seven hundred thousand dollars. Is this game called Summer Camp? Uh, it used to be called Summer Camp. It is now called Friday the 13th. Summer Camp. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. Uh, do confuse it with Summer Camp. Don't confuse it with Until Dawn or Last Year, but do confuse it with Summer Camp because this was another project from last year that, that had the whole 80s movie This is so confusing. Like, when, now when you say Last Year, you're not talking about the game Last Year. You actually mean Last Year. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, the, the game Last Year whew. is still... It's still in its original form. The Friday the 13th game is a, a reformatted, rebooted version of, of last year's summer camp game, which was which has now turned into Friday the 13th after they got the license for what they were pretty much making anyway. Neat. Neat. Um, <laughs> Indivisible looks cool. That's also on Kickstarter. Uh, well, what's Indivisible? Oh, you heard about that? Uh uh-uh. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad I brought it up then. It's uh, by the people who made Skullgirls, oh, and they're making yeah. a Skullgirls. open world. Or, uh, open world. That's it's for like a Yeah, script. I... You know all about weeaboos, right? Yeah, all the time. Whoa! Wow. Yes, I know about them putting all the time. a label on Scrub. Holy crap! 
How you just dare wanted the scrub you. level how, on him. How dare I, I? I'll take Weeaboo, fine, but Scrub is over the line. Yeah, that's how about, how about Scream. Scream? What is? What is that? Like it's 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 Weeb Scrub. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, oh no. There's there's a lot to go on, but yeah yeah no um. I just yeah I just wanted to mention Indivisible briefly because it's pretty good. I, it has a demo. And I played it. I have it downloaded and I haven't played it. You're, but I was literally gonna play right before the podcast and I had something to do. I, but um it looks very good and it has like it it has a team that has a game out that's recent that is notable yeah. that is good. Skullgirls so, like, is excellent and it looks like what Indivisible is is a like side scrolling paper Mario style RPG. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of Metroidy, I guess. You use your different weapons to like get through the world and you also there's like a like weird turn-based e combat or i don't know if it's turn-based maybe it's it, action it is uh, it's it's uh when you when the bar goes up type of thing when the bar goes up you can attack and it, that goes um, up for each individual character and you have to do combos with with that bar going up so like you and you'll be able to attack three times with each character and each character is a button and then you could do yeah. combos with that Ooh. like uh you could you press up and B to make sure that this character hits all the enemies up and then you press down and B to, you know, combo sounds, those yeah. guys still and juggle them with the other characters. There are four characters and they all have like little bars that you can use and attack three times with as you like level up through the demo anyway. That, that sounds it's super ridiculous. Rad. I'm, yeah, I'm like it's super fun. duper okay with this trend of RPGs having you play little twitchy mini games with every move now. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. you strangely enough saw this start with um with uh, uh, Charles Barkley, shut up and jam Gaiden. Yeah. And this week I played uh, Undertale and Lisa, which both do kind of the similar things for about half the characters in Lisa. You have a a like fighting game combo input moment where you have to hash out a combo for oh. massive damage. Uh, and in Undertale game. you do a shmup. Another game that does that is uh, the Transformers one. That Platinum just came out with. Oh, but that's not like, an yeah. RPG. That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah actual... I know. But like, it still has uh, like after you do a combo, you have to hit a button at a certain time, and it like launches another combo out yeah. that you can then chain. It's Very like, satisfying. Great. Keep yeah. me focused on the buttons I am pressing. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I didn't mean to derail us that's, from that's, our next that's news totally topic. Fine. I just want to mention it's Indivisible. Fine. We're... At least. At least go look at it, listeners, if you haven't already seen everybody else post about it, because a lot of people are posting about it. But it's not getting funded very fast, which is surprising. But I'm going to play the demo, and maybe I'll make a video on it if it's good. Well, it doesn't have enough boobs. That's the thing. So I mean, you might not actually be wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not wrong, because that's exactly what Skullgirls is. I'm bad. Well, I'm that's bad. also I'm what bad. sells. Pro- that's why yeah. Yakuza never gets localized, but Akiba Strip happened yes. within like two months. Ex- exactly. Yeah, Yakuza's exactly. got its boobs or implication of boobs. No, it has the doctor who's really good at massages. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Next story. Anyway. Um, yeah, we got like 15 minutes. We're in a rush today. VG247 has mistakenly published an, an editorial preview about Uncharted 4. Oops, they later realized they were actually playing Uncharted 2. Yeah. I guess this is a fun story because it's fun to, to talk shit about them. So, okay. Yeah. This is... The story actually went up two weeks ago, and no one noticed until... A couple days ago on on like I think the 12th um 
they they published a TGS demo impression of what they thought was Uncharted 4 and later realized was actually the re- remastered version of Uncharted 2 that they were playing on the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection. Yeah. And, and I guess because it was in Japanese and because it was remastered enough to look like a new game, the the writer didn't know. And, See, and you guys, you guys were shitting on weebs, but we could have used them here. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, this an initiative. Have hire hire more weebs on your editorial staff. <laughs> um. So okay, okay. The there's some absolutely hilarious quotes in here. In retrospect, now that you know that this guy's talking about a game from like 2010. He says, even playing in Japanese, the voice acting isn't as good as Nolan North's, this all feels very familiar. The controls came back to me almost immediately, causing me some amount of wincing. I never warmed up to Uncharted's gunplay, although I understand it has its fans. I must confess to a little disappointment in the first PS4 Uncharted for not blowing me away when it had the chance. But graphics don't make the game, and even if Uncharted 4 is the most beautiful thing to have ever happened in the history of video games, it's not, it's, it's not new. More of the explosions, jokes, and high-octane action, only prettier, is exactly what many of you want, so, so hooray, that's pretty much guaranteed, but me, not so much. It sounds like this guy was looking for an experience over a game. I, d- I mean, it sounds yeah. like this guy thought he was playing a game... From next year, when he was playing a game from half a decade ago. <laughs> and, and he was also really disappointed with how this game from next year felt like a game from half a decade ago. Also, I think the controls part is the is the, one, the quote that gets me. Like, man, the controls bit came back immediately. I, it's like I played it before. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's it's so like funny. a hilarious instance where like wanting to be really smug like super came back to bite him in the ass and there's not even a name on this article it's published by admin maybe they... that's his name <laughs> yeah adam minchester <laughs> wow they they nice. released an apology a couple of weeks later but i mean it's still absolutely like i think it's it's hilarious um yeah next up uh twilight princess hd might be happening okay there is a little bit okay. of evidence towards <laughs> that possibility potentially coming to life. Fans have spotted an icon, a product code, and a title for The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD uh, deep within the bowels of the code of the eShop. The bowels. What do you guys think of those I'm, bowels? I'm glad somebody did yeah. that. <laughs> I'm like... Uh, I. I'm not like I'm not in the, the camp of a lot of people who are like, oh, they're working on Twilight Princess HD. Why don't they just finish the uh, the real Zelda U? Because like, no, it's not how it works. This is if this is true, it's probably a completely different team of people who have no effect on the Zelda U mm-hmm. process. Just... And putting them on Zelda U wouldn't make it go faster because more people doesn't mean more work getting done. Nope. Um, however, I, I just kind of really don't care. I never played Twilight Princess. Yeah, I have it. I have the GameCube version, the rare GameCube version of it. Ooh, Ooh. shiny! But I still haven't played it. I should play that. That'd be that'd be a thing I should play. But it's okay. I'm not going to pick up the I HD mean, version. Among is is good because it's Zelda. But among the Zeldas, it's the most okay of them all. Yeah, I heard it was a pretty like standard 3D Zelda experience. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like I couch watched it. 
It was, it was good mm-hmm. from 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 my view, but uh, yeah, I love the art style. I think that game looks really cool. Yeah, uh, now in I love HD, it. it has like a lot of Native American looking stuff in its like art, and I think that's really cool because Zelda's typically very uh, like European kind of like knights and castles y. Yeah, and this one was very like Everyone even even the, the soundtrack, which I do love the soundtrack. Uh, yeah, it's very like the American, most memorable which I found very thing about Twilight Princess for me is the music that plays in a desert type area. Like, I don't even remember what it's called or what it looks like. I just remember the tune. <laughs> Great. OK, um, so, yeah, I guess any more thoughts or comments about that? Meh. Meh. Yeah, meh. it's just to- total, total meh release if it does happen and. I, yeah. I hope I hope the the HD stands for high rule definition. Hey, what? What? wait, what? I, I, <laughs> Amazing. Scrib, you were here. Yes, you wanted to talk about the Fallout Four live action trailer, which yeah. I watched after you mentioned it. Uh, I think. I think trailers at this point, especially with this close to the game, everyone is just looking for gameplay. Yeah. We know that they can show gameplay. Yeah. So when they have like a live action like this, it kind of feels like, you know, a, a spit in the face. Like, well, I, I get like... what they're doing, but it's like, eh, that's not what we want. It's like, it just shows it just shows a guy wandering around doing Fallout things. It's, it's basically that was there. images that could have been made like prettier and better and for a better trailer if it was gameplay instead of live action like usually when you have the live action trailer it's like some over the top action scene or like characters speaking with their faces in their mouths which you know is a Bethesda game is something that that is probably better left for the live action trailers And in this one, you just see the guy's backside as he wanders through the wasteland. Yeah, just booty the whole time. That's and it, that's yeah. what you do in the game. You look at the guy's backside. Just, just you shuffling his booty around the I, wasteland. Is this what is this what hype feels like when you you're watching this and you're like, what? Like what? What was this? And you go down to the comments and everyone's like, oh my gosh! Yeah, oh my gosh! Really I want to see this, this show. This, and I'm like, this is how what? George feels every day. Like, I know, right? Yeah, like, exactly. I don't understand. George Weidman experience is here. <laughs> <laughs> he's done it. We're, we've he's turned us all into little bunny hops. Yeah, that sounds yeah. cute. That sounds super cute. <laughs> oh. So do you guys remember the Fallout Three E Three 2008 trailer? Where it began with the family sitting around the table, eating cereal, talking about how great America was. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? I, no. I, I think I've watched watched it the other day, actually. It's, yeah. it's one of my favorite trailers ever, and it's also a great use of live action, because it's entirely divorced from the game. Like, it takes place in a pre-war TV show. It has, like, nothing to do with, with the time or the aesthetics of the actual game. But it still uh, is a part of the universe, ooh. and it's it's not necessarily like standing in for gameplay. Like like you watch this and you're like, oh, it's basically a CG trailer, except they use real people, and real people always look stupid in video game costumes. Yeah. yeah. Have What's you guys your, noticed that, or is that yeah. just me? I think it's just like, you. like no no disrespect to, to the cosplayers who make amazing stuff and whatnot. But in like a real Hollywood movie, whenever they try to make one out of video games, the costumes look super dumb. 
Well, because Hollywood doesn't understand how to bring costumes to like. What? So, well, some I of the mean, Silent Hill ones are really cool. Costumes. Yeah, oh. like the like the the Silent yeah. Hill. There's a difference between the Avengers good. and then watching Arrow and Flash. Then you see like the difference. <laughs> that is the like, difference. Oh. Of like, and, you... and I like those shows, but it's just you see that they're like, oh, it's a it's a grown man wearing a costume. And so when you watch like a- 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 Avengers, it seems to do it a little bit better. I mean, obviously there's still grown men in costumes, but it's still a lot better. <laughs> Wait, I, what does I that think... have to do with video games? You no, it's said, fine. You just... I think the best time for live-action <laughs> Never trailers... Mind. Never mind. <laughs> no, go, yeah, this is how it feels when you call me Scrub. No, <laughs> I, I think the best time for a live-action trailer is when you're announcing the game for the first time. That way you're not showing footage that mm. might be changed, and like you, you show something out there, and it gets the yeah. hype, and it tells people, like, this is what it is, and it also doesn't chain you to any promises in That also in the was future. the E3 2008 trailer. They had a 15-minute demo, and then this trailer that was like two minutes, and about the first 30 seconds of it were live-action, black-and-white footage of a super-duper fake like entirely separate throwaway looking TV show that just kind of introduced the concept of of the flavor of a retro futuristic 1950s apocalypse. Yeah. And and it was it was perfect. It's such a great trailer. This is oh. like this is I, I watched this one and I was like, what was that? <laughs> what Remember was, the super mutant who, who vaguely waves his gun in the general direction of, yeah, of Booty Man? And, then, <laughs> and remember, remember when the Wanderer guy shoots like that chicken, and you're like, "That's Fallout." Yeah. And then he gets in the power armor. Like they're like, "Hey guys, there's power armor in this game." It's like, of course, of course yeah, there I is. Have, every single say, game since the first one. I have <laughs> to say. I thought him getting in the power armor was the part that I deal like the part that I actually didn't like about the trailer because in like the first Fallout Four trailer, like the dog is near the the power armor and then mm-hmm. it runs out to him and they kind of continue on their way and it's like it's, oh it's hinting it's like hey you know like it's Fallout this was like hey it is Fallout <laughs> yeah and it's even weird because like you know they had that whole like oh I'm in power armor look at my helmet. This is a Fallout trailer, but you already know it is because yeah. he's walking around in a vault outfit. Like there, there was no surprise. Just, it was it's, just, it's just no oh. fun. Like like they had an opportunity to have a fun costume party, but instead they had a really boring robotic costume party. Mm. <laughs> Back to robots. <laughs> so the poor guy just showed it just showed his butt the whole entire time. I wonder how much he got paid for his butt. You might know how a much his model. butt got paid. Yeah, but, it might um, be a butt model. I, I actually, knew yeah. a butt model in college. They, they so, exist. Wow. Real quick, yes. I, I know we're already running thin on time. Uh, speaking of robotic costume party that is boring, yes. did you guys hear? I think this is like happening right now. Oh, no. Like it's just breaking news, but Payday 2 is putting microtransactions in their game. What? Uh, what? If I'm reading their page correctly. Stat it appears to boosting. be safes that are essentially Team Fortress 2 crates, and they unlock random weapon skins. Okay. Oh. Well, the weapon skins, like, it might be a CSGO thing. They're they're totally cosmetic. They don't change anything. Yeah, but you used to get uh, weapon skins for free at the end of missions. Uh, I'd be, like, I'd be down for some of this stuff, ooh. like, because with Payday 2, like, you have to buy, like, five dollars to get a bunch of stuff but you know sometimes it's like oh if i want this one specific gun i'd pay like a dollar for it but and they don't have that 
But I, I see yeah. if you um, control no, F for for boost. Yeah, stats. yeah, there stat are stats. Boost. Okay, no, great. Bad, yeah, bad no, idea. Stop. I love yeah. you. I love you. Payday too, but no. I, yeah, they're showing. They they have a back to back to back right here. M three oh eight before the black market update shows a big spread of stats. M three oh eight with skin and it shows plus four to stability boost. And then M three oh eight with skin plus mods gets one plus to damage negative eight to concealment plus four to stability. Yeah, so this this adds statistics onto the guns that you get the skins on. Oh no, payday two! What are you doing? Do they yeah, have that big of an audience? Wow, they do. Yeah, they, they do. do. Payday two payday is just super persists. popular. Payday yeah. two is a fucking weed. It will just never fucking leave. <laughs> I mean, not that I, I think I, the game is bad. Yeah, I'm sure I, it's great. I like I've the game, it. and they do come out with like they just released like new maps and stuff. So it's like they 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 do have stuff, but this is not. Yeah. Uh, this is pay to win. Yeah, people apparently people are not happy about this, and apparently the lead director of the game like two years ago when it came out said there would never be microtransactions in it so this is not well payday looking, 2 things already are not has looking good for our hero an extensive dlc shop oh yeah it's, it's never huge. had pay to win though and okay i like how even the website when you scroll through it plays really sad depressing music oh yeah i've been listening to that for like three minutes now while i've been reading <laughs> it really sets the that. tone yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So we are the TOVG podcast. We are wrapping up now. <laughs> I am Scribble Scrabble. Please follow me on Twitter at, at Pandekart. Thank you. My circuits leap with joy when I see a new follower. Too much information. Wow. <laughs> I don't um, want to hear about your circuits leaping for joy. It's what? you. Mm. My you circuits f- sag with joy. Okay. Whoa. You can find me at Sunder Sierra <laughs> on Twitter and Sunder Gamer on YouTube. I, I'm, I'm at Visual on everything. YouTube, Twitters. You and, did it right. And, um, um, yeah. That, and, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we're good? <laughs> oh, uh, one thing. One thing before we leave. Yes, yes. There are nine playable characters in the Shrek fighting game for the Game Boy <laughs> for the Game Boy Color. Nice. <laughs> Which Wonderful. one is the Ryu of them? Probably, I'm assuming uh, that'd be Shrek. Uh, what if it's no time? Oh, uh, oops. All right, bye, everyone. Bye. We're, we're going to be playing Shrek fairy tale freak down the bush. afterwards and we can't wait so we gotta go head off to the bush now 